In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you hear, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. On this third day of the Novena to the Immaculate Conception, we meditate on the event of the response of Saint Joseph to God's plan for him. The evangelist Matthew begins the scene in which Saint Joseph comes into the picture of the Annunciation, saying that this is how the birth of Jesus came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, who was a young man, strong, virile, athletic, handsome, chaste, and disciplined. The kind of man one sees sometimes on shepherding, shepherding sheep, working at a carpenter's bench. Sometimes we have seen in many statues or pictures that represent St. Joseph as an old man with a grey beard. But as Saint Jose Maria used to like to picture him, he would say that he was not a man in the evening of his life, that he was in the morning of his life, bubbling over with energy, with strength, and controlled passion. And Joseph and Mary were dwelling in Nazareth. They were not yet living together because they were not yet married. And in the meantime, Mary, after having welcomed the angel's announcement, came to be with child by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when Joseph realized this, he was bewildered. And we don't know how Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. Be it as it may, it was a serious problem for, for Joseph. It was evident that he loved Mary and that he loved her with a love that was both supernatural and human and if he loved her it was not difficult for him to forgive and understand her but as the evangelist tells us joseph's first reaction was to keep quiet but even this would not solve the problem if joseph would have kept silent and accepted this child as his own he would have violated the law. He would have brought punishment on his house and on Mary herself, whom he was trying to protect. But on the other hand, if he did not recognize this child as his, the problem would be multiplied for Mary. She would probably have to be publicly tried for adultery and would probably be sentenced to stoning. 
an idea that for sure distressed Joseph. Perhaps he had seen some someone being stoned in Nazareth, a violent town that one day in the future would want to push Jesus over a precipice no, outside the town. And Joseph already imagined the young men of the town dragging Mary up to that precipice. If she had refused to jump, she would have been driven to throw herself off by violence. Then people would take stones and watch to see if the girl moved after the fall. If she did, they would finish her off with the stones. Then they would leave her body there to be food for the birds who pray. And of course, thinking about all this, St. Joseph would not take it. He did not want to report her publicly. And could he silently leave her? This was a question that was running around the mind of St. Joseph. And you don't know how long this anguish last, lasted. Days probably. But they must have been terrible days for him. But even more so for, for Mary. God did not speak. And the two of them were silent. They were silently waited. He must in this heartbreaking silence from God. Both had been open to the supernatural. They had accepted to be led by the hand of the eternal. But now it seemed as if God had forsaken them. They were walking blind. Joseph was being forced to think what he did not want to think. And he seemed, in a sense, to be abandoned to his own fate. And if we think about it, there's, a, there's hardly been in history a pain more acute and penetrating than what these two felt. They are not able to consult anyone. They are not able to vent or to talk about it to anyone. They only had to keep quiet and wait. And in the Old Testament, we have seen a time that was similar. This involved Abraham and the sacrifice that the Lord asked him to do. He asked him to sacrifice his only son, to give up what was most precious and person most beloved in his own life. Joseph must have been in the same circumstance. Mary must have been the person he most loved in his life, ready to share his life with her. And now our Lord, in a sense, seemed to have put him in a situation where he had to give up, to sacrifice the person he most loved. And at times, God takes the initiative of entering the world like this on a road that we many times do not understand and should be like this because if God were to stoop down to what we only understand 
to our great capacity of understanding, to the reason of our own intelligence, of human intelligence. You will never do great things. You will only do mediocre things, things that are visible, easy to understand. But our Lord has to smash our own plans, our own human visions, our own ways of seeing things. And St. Joseph finds himself in such a situation. He finds himself before such a reality of God who has entered his life in a way that he had not expected. And as Joseph is still waiting, going through those terrible days, weighing what to do, our Lord intervenes. Just as in the case of Abraham, our Lord has now seen the faith he was looking for, and he opens up a path, a different path of love and of happiness for Joseph. We are told that Joseph had not yet come to make a decision when in a dream an angel of the Lord appeared to him. More, more can hardly be said than what the angel put in his short message. He begins with a greeting, Joseph, the son of David. Then the angel goes on to show Joseph that he knows everything that has been happening during those few days. He tells him, do not be afraid to receive Mary. He addresses these words to the just man, the one who followed the law. Do not fear. By receiving Mary, you do not violate the law. You can receive Mary who is your wife and who is worthy of being so because what is conceived in her is the work of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son whom you will name Jesus. A message is now addressed to Joseph. As if to say, although you will not be his father according to the flesh, you will now exercise over him the two rights of a father. And here's a good thing we see what the angel does. He first reminds Joseph of his ancestry. Joseph, you are a noble person. You are the son of David. Even though at this moment in time you find yourself in humble conditions. You are a carpenter in Galilea. But don't forget, no? you are a descendant of David. In you, the royal blood of David runs. David, the king to whom was made that promise that a Messiah, a Savior, would come through his own bloodline. And the angel goes on to tell him what his position in the plan of God is. You will give a name to this child. And as such, at the end of the day, this is what is there for us. Like Joseph, we are called many times to receive, accept the works of God is different ways of doing things. 
He's smashing our own plans, our own human understandings, our own human vision. To let ourselves in a sense be open to the works of God. And to remember that we are actually nobles. We are called and expected, in a sense, to participate in the divine plans. And our Lord wants us also to give names to his plans. In our humble conditions, being carpenters, being a young lady, being a student, in whatever condition we find ourselves in, our Lord is expecting us to give names to his plans. And by accepting these works of God, in a sense we act like Mary, who in a sense left, gave up her own womb so that he could be, she could be visited by the power of God. The same way Joseph also has to accept, receive the works and plans of God by giving the one thing that a father does a name, an identity to the child who is going to be born. And it is important to look at Joseph. Sometimes you don't have to do great things, say great speeches. What you have to do is simply that. Give a name to the Son of God. Accept the works of God. Say to God many times that I am ready, I am open, I am available. You, Lord, can do anything you want through me because I will give a name to the things that you want me to do. I will spend my existence doing whatever it is you will. When St. Jose Maria was still young, he discovered this path of ascent towards freely loving God's will. And he used to divide them into four steps. The first step was to be resigned to the will of God, to conform to the will of God. The third step was to want the will of God. And the fourth step was to love the will of God. But he did not leave it there. He would pray many times. Lord, help me to be faithful and docile towards you, like clay in a potter's hands. Then it will not be I who live, but you who will live and work in me. And in that sense, we tell our Lord, no? my God, I choose what it is that you will. I receive it and I give it a name. And we can think now that St. Joseph now received the message from the angel. And the angel left and he woke up. He finds himself alone again. And he began to feel something that only could be defined by the world, by the word vertigo. Now the pains and anguish of deciding whether or not to send Mary away have passed. Now Mary's problem has now been clarified. Now he has discovered that his entire destiny has been changed. 
He was a humble carpenter, a simple boy. Had just died. And now a new man with a profound destiny is born. Maybe in our case, you and I would be scared. This is a new plan, a new thing, something we have never thought of. And we'd be thinking maybe it would have been easier if all this had happened in the house across the street. Or to that friend of mine who is better placed than I am, has more qualities. Or to my brother or my sister who is more virtuous than I am. But the gospel tells us that Joseph did not waste his time thinking about these things. He awoke and he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. Joseph did not persist in following his own plan for his life. He did not allow bitterness to poison his soul. Rather, he was ready to make himself available to the news that in such a bewildering way, was being presented to him. And by accepting himself according to God's design, Joseph fully finds himself beyond himself. His freedom, in a sense, to renounce even what is his, the position of his, of his very life, and his full interior availability to what the will of God is for him, is for us a challenge. No? Is for us an example to follow. He shows us the way. And as we make ourselves ready to celebrate the feast of the Immaculate Conception, let us contemplate Mary and Joseph. Mary, the woman full of grace, who had courage to entrust herself totally to the Word of God. And Joseph, the faithful and just man, who chose to believe the Lord rather than listen to the voices of doubt, the voices of fear, the voices of his own plans. I thank you, my Lord, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. <laughs>